Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to International Fathers Talk Show. I am your host and your creator, Nelson Amudi Senior. I'm also your creator, International Fathers Magazine. A talk show in a magazine is like no other. I want to encourage, inspire fathers to be a part of their children's lives while empowering them. To be a better father to their children. All while honoring and those fathers who are in the lives of their children already, no matter what race, what color, religion, what wealth, that is, education status, we have at least one thing in common. We are fathers to our children each and every single day. Let me tell you something. This is the this is a brand new year. This is 2023. This is the beginning of a lot of stuff. This is also the continuation of a lot of stuff. I'm going to talk about the beginning of something. And the continuation of something. And I'm going to tell you something about January the 7th of this year right here. First of all, a, a brand new beginning. Fathers, when you are father for the very, very first time, it's an amazing thing. It's an awesome thing. It's a breathtaking thing. It's a delightful thing. You get to hold this little baby. Or infant, if you want to use that word, into your arm, you embrace him or her, or they, unless they're multiples. But the beginning of fatherhood, that's me breathing it. The beginning of fatherhood actually starts in the womb. Yes, you actually can talk to your child while he, she, or they is still inside that womb, rubbing their stomach. Talking to that child, saying little things to that child. And believe it or not, they listen. Believe it or not, they can hear. You playing music. Whatever kind of music you like to listen to, you playing that music repetitively, over and over, that child is going to be able to identify that. And you talking to that child. Child knowing your voice, whether you this way on the stomach or this way or wherever you're looking down on it, when you're talking, and then especially that same tone, that child is listening to you. And if you don't believe it, ask the child when they come out that they, <laughs> they will be able to talk to you like that. But that beginning of that childhood, that beginning of you being a father for the very first time, I remember my very first time of me being a father, it was it was one of the most heartfelt, warm feelings that I can ever imagine inside my life. Fast forward and I always say that to me, 
fatherhood is the best blessing that could ever be bestowed upon a man. Worth respect to God and the spouse. Fatherhood. Fatherhood to me takes a man to a different level of thinking. Fatherhood to me takes a man to a different level of love. Fatherhood to me takes a man to a different level of insight on what's going around him, different awarenesses, different consciences, different attitudes, different behaviors. To me, fatherhood for the very first time goes in this many directions. It's just something that's, that's embraced from the beginning to the end and throughout their life. As I said before when we first started, that you don't stop being a father just because this child is 18. You don't stop being a father because your child is 21, because he or she has gone off to school, he or she has gone off to a different work status, he or she has gone to the military, he or she has traveling the world or the universe if they choose to go. You are a father as long as you live. And what's so good about that, your child can always come to you, walking to you, talking to you, FaceTime you. It's all kind of ways to communicate now these days. Child knows that you are truly dad. That's my father. Hey, that's my father over there. Hey, daddy. And guess what? You're going to respond to it. Everybody may look around and see who she is talking about, but you know, and it just keeps going on. Another beautiful thing about fatherhood at the beginning when you first start it is watching those little steps. Technology is so broad these days. It's, 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 it's so evolving. You can take a picture. You can take a video of every step of your child for your memories. No longer do you have to take the old Polaroid. Oh, wait a minute, I just told my age. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The Polaroid where the pictures just comes out of the slide like that. That's for all you old schoolers. But fast forward it, you could take it, you could put it on a digital uh, CD-ROM, you could put it up in the cloud, you could put these pictures everywhere. Your memories of your child from birth, the excitement, the first babbling noises, the first sounds, the moving over, the turning in, the yawning, the sleeping, to, to what? Land on your stomach. When that child land on that stomach and, and pushing up, that they looking right at you. They're trying to see you. Look back at them. Smile at them. Play with them, because soon they're going to be trying to roll over on their backs and roll them this way to see if you're going to catch them. One thing that I've learned, I'm going to come back to the story. One thing that I've learned about fatherhood and children, and this is definitely a different podcast for a whole different day. One thing that I learned is that when you're connecting, when you're bonding with your child from infancy, one year, two, three, four, five, six years. When you're making that bond and that connection, a certain level of trust 
develops. Watch my hands now. And it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. That child is looking at you. That child is trusting you to lead them. That child is trusting you to guide them, to nurture them, to love them unconditionally. That's a different podcast for another day. Showing you things, teaching you things. That child is looking up to you for all kind of wisdom, insight. And believe it or not, if that child grows older, that child is willing to listen to your experiences in life. That's a different podcast too. Why I say experiences? Because by us being fathers, we go through so much in life. We are looked upon in a certain way. Our expectations of life are sometimes greater than others. Our expectations of doing things is sometimes this high. Those expectations from people who expect us to do things are watching. So when you got that bomb of your child and that child is trusting you and believing in you, Dad, you got to have the thing wrapped up. But in order to keep that trust, in order to keep that bond, in order to keep that connection, you already know you got to stay involved. If I had a mic, I could drop it. You got to stay involved. Take those steps. Play every now and then. Teach, guide, structure, nurture, and discipline. To show this child, the more you talk, the more you interact, that child develops more trust. And that trust goes right inside the heart. And then they're thinking about it. Hmm. Do I trust my father to lead me this way? Do I trust him to lead my father to tell me the right thing? Do I trust him to lead my father to tell me to go this way? Into that? Do I trust my father to say that he loved me? L-O-V-E. Do I believe that man? Or is he just talking? There's a song out there that talks about um, your, your, your body see me, but your mind is on the other side of the world, the other town. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Is my father here with me? Or is he over there? But I'm developing this relationship with my father, and my father is developing with me the trust. And going on and on and on and on, and you just believing and stuff like that. The second part of that is, is, is the beginning. Now you reconnecting. 2020, the plain and simple that if for some circumstances, situation, or whatever may have happened to you in the last year that prevented you from dealing with your child or children. This is that year. This is that year to reconnect. This is that year to reestablish. This is that year to re-blossom. This is that year to redo, undo stuff that haven't been done. This is that year for you to just totally embrace yourself into your children, with your children. And do everything that you didn't do last year. Because I'm going to tell you something. As you're growing older, 
So is that child growing older. You're growing older, your child is growing older. Which means they eventually, guess what? They're going to be adults. Remember what I said? You're still a father to them. They're going to still come to you. They're going to still ask a question. They're going to still want to be a part of you. I've always tell people, I got a lot of stories. I've always tell people that when your child gets to be a certain age, 18 to 25, I'm going to use that age bracket. If your child, and this is only my opinion, if your child is still willing to introduce their friends to you with no problem, no hesitation, that says something about you, Dad. If your children are willing to introduce their friends to you at those late ages, teenage years, in the early 20s, that says something about you. It could be for some wisdom, some advice, or it could be that thing of one or two or three of your friends may not have a father in their life or a father figure. But it's something about you that they like. It's something about you that inspired them. It's something about your father and your relationship that they adore, that they admire. So when you introduce your children, your, your peers to your father, they may have all kinds of questions over here, all kinds of questions over here. Your father is going to have the answer to them. Or your father is just going to just listen. And if you like me, well, there's no amazing new fathers out there like me. You can sit and listen to these children. I've always used the example, you could have a group over there of girls between the ages of 12 to 17 and over there, boys, 12 to 17. You can listen to their conversations, watch their mannerisms, watch their behaviors. And most times, you can tell who has that father in their life or that father figure in their life. Now, if you want to talk about that, reach out. Leave a comment. Need some information later on. But that's what I believe that you can tell. And these children are like this right here. And they want to talk. Your father's going to listen to them. Why? Based upon what you said about your father. I tell my children, when you walk out of this house, you're representing me. You're representing me. You're representing our household. So whatever way you go out there, that's how people are going to perceive you. However you carry yourself, they're going to perceive me like that. So good, bad, ugly, order, indifferent. It's going to happen. I want to talk about January the 7th. January the 7th, um, my twins turned 21. Yay, yay. 
I'm still a father. <laughs> I'm still a father. I was talking to a relative of mine um, recently, and as I was calling her and talking to her, she was thinking about me on January the 7th, and she was saying something with me that really didn't dawn on me. My father, I told the story be before, my father passed away on January the 7th. Now, of course, this was years before my twins were even conceived. But the fact that he passed on their birthday, and as I reflected back, I said to myself, that time life has gone. Because I was 29 years old. I was getting ready to turn 30, which means he's been gone 30 years, a long, long time. And three weeks after we buried him, I turned 30. Three weeks after this, the time frame that he got buried, instead of passing away, I'll be 60. I know I don't look 60. Thank you. <laughs> Thank y'all out there. Thank y'all out there. It's a secret to, to all that. But it, 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 it just did something to me knowing that, that, that these numbers, I'm going to say, are lined up in a certain way for a certain reason. January 7th, he passed away. A week after that, he get buried. Three weeks after that, here's 30 years later. And I had twins born on his death date. You don't see it now, but I'm emotional. Later on tonight, this, this evening, I'll be sitting down inside my room on my chair where I do my writing. And I reflect on it. Now, this eye trying to cry. I'm work my way through all this. But just the thought of it 30 years ago is it's something. Um, hmm. Yeah, I may have to let you guys go this time because the emotions is really, really trying to get the best of me right now in reference to that right there because it's it's something but you're a father each and every single day and continue being the best father that you can be fathers call your children and children call your fathers fathers hug those children we're going to embrace them man we're going to embrace them but um the emotions are flying and, and off the chain because for some who don't know, um, I searched for my father for 15 years and if, if this comes out, it just comes out. I looked for him for 15 years and I've gotten short stories from my mom. And I began to look for my father again when I was turned 15 years old and again, at 18 and I joined the military. I traveled the world and came back and still wanting to know who my father was. 
because I wanted to know. I went through the phone books to look for his name. He had a rare last name. I did, in fact, find that out years ago. And my aunt called me. Excuse me, I called my aunt. told her who I was. Mm. Told her who I was. And she agreed to meet with me the following Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. My father passed away. But I didn't know that, of course, until Tuesday when I finally met her. Knock, knock, knock. I'm Nelson. Um, Pat's son. Pat was his last. Pat was his nickname. I'm trying to hold these days back, y'all. But um, come on in. I said we talked. Your father just left. Where he go at? To the store. The father just died. The father just died. So I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to myself, wow. Whenever I tell this story, I get emotional because I want to know who my father was. He just died. Just died. I spent 15 years looking for this man. And he died. Before I get a chance to know him. Before I get a chance to say daddy. Never had that experience of saying daddy. I had this experience as my father over there. I'm his son. Never had the chance to say, I love you, daddy. And never had to reciprocate, I love you, son. It's a song sung by two guys, a father and a son. I know y'all know who I'm talking about. But when I hear that song, it rips me every time. To have that bond and connection with your father. The funeral comes along. I'm meeting people. People meeting me. That's his son right there. That's his son. Meet my sisters, three nice looking sisters, different last names. I told them, I said, I'm glad that I didn't meet y'all years ago. Um, in a sexually active teenager, that's PG in it, but it wouldn't have been our fault, different last names. And I'm meeting everybody. And I'm looking and I'm pondering and I'm wondering 
of how these people were rejoicing. My father was an entrepreneur, two business, two businesses. I worked in the area in Baltimore, Maryland, where though. I could have met this man. I walked in his presence a number of times and just didn't know it. It's my uncle tell me because of the type of work I was in. I was in my father's presence. His, I was right here. Plenty of times talking to him, explaining the ordinances of this city. And never knew this was my father. To get that close to my father and not knowing him from a can of paint until years later. And they tell me I was in his face. Most traumatic in his own sense. At the funeral reception, not the reception, that's a wedding, sorry about that, y'all. When you go to eat, when you go to eat at Everybody's talking. I had an uncle who said, well, now that he's gone, the cat's out the bag. And everybody know about it now. And I believe he referred to me as a secret. I jumped up, not even realizing where I was. I said, you're a damn lie. I never knew the man. I was in a church <laughs> of all places to be using profanity. But inside of me was just bubbling. And people looked at me. I asked God for his forgiveness later on. And then I started talking to mom. So I used to, I was watching the interaction there between her and my cousins and my aunt. And I'm trying to figure this thing out. I already know that. I was just her shush baby just by looking at stuff. I mean, you was married to her, but not living with her, living with her and made me. I was doing the math. I was 29 years old, so I know how math goes when you're dealing with multiple women or multiple men. A children can be produced. So I'm listening to how my mother talked to these people. Not realizing that she knew that whole section over there and this section and used to work with two of my cousins. I'm digesting this 
best way I can as time goes on. Let me. You worked with my cousin. You worked with an aunt. You know about the church that they pastor at. And you never told me about this. You never took me to the church. Forget me and the aunt and the and the cousin. You never took me to the church that they belong to. The church that they minister for years. The church that my My grandfather started. Grandfather started that church. For 29 years of my life, you knew this. I could have known my father as early as two years old, probably. It's not a problem, I could have. That was also an event in my life where though because of that, I distanced myself from my mother. Many understood. Many knew. And as time went on, try to put that behind the past. Mm -hmm. Try to put that behind the past but something just wasn't feeling right in my soul I have a father out there that I didn't know siblings I didn't know a whole slew of family who were ministers and business owners that ran through their family. Ministers and business owners through the whole family. <clears throat> Fast forward it. Like I said, I had to step back and realize that I was cut off. For whatever reason, I don't know, but I kept asking questions because I wanted to know why. This is January the 9th of 2023. November of 2021. My mother gave me some more closure. Because all I wanted was closure. I believe everybody won't close their life to things that happen to them traumatically. My mother loved mo motorcycles. And my father was in the motorcycles. And she asked for a ride, she said. Well, it was one ride or a hundred rides. Somewhere between those rides, 
Nelson Moody Sr. was conceived. I was conceived. Now the human part about that, I don't know if I was conceived on a motorcycle and a bed, a consummate, you know. I try to find humor in in bad things that happen to, to me. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. But with this right here, I mean, y'all don't look at me crazy out there either when I say you're on a motorcycle. Um, some of you may have been in some other positions, awkward situations and rooms and stuff like that. But that's my story. Um, and a tip or advice that I give people is never, unless it's under safety concerns, don't keep that child away from that father. Unless it's a safety concern detrimental to that child's life, avoid keeping that child away from that father. And that's a whole different podcast. Because at the end of the day, you don't hurt the father. You scar a child like this one right here. I will never have the void filled for my earthly father. You hurt the child, traumatized, psychologically, emotionally, mentally, for years. Fathers call your children, and children call your fathers. Fathers hug those children, mm, 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 and children hug those fathers. Until next time.